What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserve Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, tonight is Angelo. Uh, Austin is actually joining us tonight, and going forward, Austin will be very regular on the show, potentially permanent. We will see. We have a fun episode tonight. We're doing player comparisons, or NBA this or that. That's what we'll call it. We had a list give us a bunch of random players, and Basically, we would get one player, hit the random generator, get another player that's similar, and we're going to debate and discuss which player we prefer and why. Um, But before we get into that, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. I'm actually feeling the best I've felt in the last three weeks, which is amazing. So am I. I think everyone was getting over a bunch of stuff over the past few weeks. It's been... An effort to get energy to do anything, but seems like everyone's now finally getting over it, and we're back to strength. Yeah, finally. But, I don't know, it's been a quiet week in the NBA. It's it's felt like we've had, like, a maelstrom of just news for a couple weeks, and then, like, Nothing really happened this week. Um, There weren't any huge games that I can think of off the top of my head. There hasn't really been any trade rumors that are out of the normal. Really nothing groundbreaking this week. It's it's been relatively slow. I know that the second returns for All-Star voting came out. I haven't actually looked at them yet, but I'm guessing nothing has changed. Because it never does. Yeah, I haven't looked at him either. I think the biggest thing I heard coming into this week is LeBron and his statement that he would prefer to be playing for something and it, while he's you know going for records, and he doesn't want to you know be breaking Kareem's record while the Lakers are a bottom feeding team. Which right, I got not that. That's kind of the LeBron mentality, like what's the point if you're losing, right? So I don't know. Outside of that, uh Tyrese Halliburton, who's in that race, just broke the news two weeks out with a knee and shoulder injury. So that kinda not the best for my Pacers, but what he's young. is the best for your Pacers because you want them to lose. That is true. I mean, I I want them to win, but it's a rebuild, like right, like I, I want them to win. But question of the week. So we're gonna get into that real quick. I have an interesting one. I just accidentally closed it. So there it is. Okay. So if you could do any job in the world and you didn't need the money from that job, what would you do? So if you could do anything and the money wasn't an issue, like it didn't matter how much you were being paid, like everything was paid for already. Like what would you do if you didn't have any responsibilities? So I guess I have a question on that question before. Okay. Do you mean like, if we chose a job that we don't currently have the skills for, but if we want, like, if we were able to have the skills for, would we do sure. that job? So, like, in this hypothetical, you've won a billion dollars in the lottery. You can invest whatever time towards those skills to get that job. 
Like you have no reason to do that job for the money. It's just if you had no limitations to do that job, what would it be? If you say astronaut, I'm gonna. No, I'm actually gonna go with a uh, Imagineer for Disney. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be really fun. That actually would be my answer too, because that would be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah. That wasn't going to be my answer, but I, I'm I'm changing mine. I'm not even <laughs> gonna tell you what my original answer is, because that's a good one. That's like you get to do one. all the fun kid-like stuff as an adult and no one can tell you anything about it. Angelo, what would you exactly. do? Honestly, this isn't a job, but, and this is, I get, I, well, I guess this is partially retiring, but I would do what my dad does and that's, you know, he has his own business on the side and then he does semi-professional bowling tournaments in the area. I would do that. That, I mean... I would so do that. Yeah, I, I would... Investing time into a sport would be something. If I didn't have to worry about getting hurt, then I, I would. Because, like, if you go get hurt playing pickup basketball or, like, in, like, a little local tournament, yeah, your job doesn't care. <laughs> that's, that's in their eyes, you did something stupid. You're, you're yeah. basically FOL. Yep. Um, getting back to basketball. So, Dirk Nowitzki, as... You guys are aware, and especially Austin, because he's a Mavs fan. Um, he's a Dirk Had fan. a statue unveiled. He had a statue unveiled earlier this year. It's a great-looking statue. We talked about it earlier on the podcast. Mm-hmm. On the side of that statue, it says, um, loyalty never fades away, or something similar to that. I might be mixing it up. What NBA superstars, all-time or current, if they were to get a statue, what would you put on the side of it? What what would they have on the side of their statues? It is loyalty never fades away, by the way. Loyalty never fades away. Yeah. Uh, I actually did a few. Um, some of them are cheesy. Some of them are good. I don't know what you want me to start with, but I, I have the bucks at the top. I would do Giannis, and I would uh, put his motto as loyalty through contact. Oh, I like that. See, I when I was thinking about this, like I was thinking about like the easy ones. So like I was thinking, depending on where, so if LeBron gets a statue, which he probably He's will He's actually on my list, but go on. I so there's there's three places he could get a statue. It's gonna be in Cleveland. It it's absolutely gonna be in Cleveland. But if it's in two places, so if it's in say Miami, like if there's a Dwayne Wade and LeBron statue, which like, in my head, I'm seeing that statue, and I can say this picture, and everyone's going to know what I'm talking about. The picture of the alley The bounce. Yep. Where, <laughs> where, where Wade is running under the basket, and he throws up, and LeBron's dunking it. Yep. That would be a great way to incorporate both of them. Yep. Um, but with a statue with LeBron, there's really only one, like, there's one word that you would put on that statue. Block. Because it... Huh? If... In front of the Cavs, it would. In front of the Cavs, it would be his block on Iguodala. Yeah. So on the Cav, on the the one in Ohio, I feel like on his statue, if you were to put a quote on the side, it would just say "A kid from Akron." No, I actually have something like this. Mine was "Comeback Kid on the Block." That was 
that was actually what I had written down for LeBron's. But yes. I could see that on the Ohio one. If he got one in Miami, I think it would just be that one word witness. Yep. Or we were all witness or we are all witness, whatever. Um, That's kind of how I went with it is I think you're going to get those cheesy taglines or the ones that like fit. But Austin, do you have any? Uh, As I was thinking, I think a cheesy one would be if MB had ever got a statue in Philly, it'd have to be trusted process or something along those lines. Yeah, it would would just be, it it would just, or I, I don't know. I feel like Embiid will eventually get one because I think he's one of those players I could see being a lifer for Philly. He seems to really love the city. Yeah. And he, I mean, his nickname is The Process. If anyone's going to trust the process of a rebuild, it better be the guy named after it. Yeah. So what other ones do you have, Angelo? Because it sounds like you made a list. So actually I have three more. Oh, okay. Let's hear them. Uh, the Warriors, I have Steph Curry, and the, and the motto was changing the game from deep. I think you could just have changing the game because he, he just changed the game. It, it didn't have to be. I wanted something that incorporated his three-point shooting. Okay. I, that, I dig it. I, I dig it. I like it. Uh I did Jokic for the Nuggets. This one actually took me the longest, and I, I actually came up with passing greatness in ranges. I did also see that. And my last one for the Spurs, I did Greg Popovich, and it just says dedication through adversity. Oh. I wasn't expecting I, a coach. I wasn't like expecting it. a coach statue, but I I feel like it's tough because the Spurs have three people who deserve a statue. Yeah, absolutely. And that's Popovich, Duncan, Robinson. Yep. Honestly, I don't disagree. I think Popovich should get it first because he's been there forever and he is also the driving force to those championship teams. Honest, obviously having honestly having a Tim Duncan. Yeah. Like it helps. Honestly, if but, it was just Greg Popovich with like Duncan, Manu and Parker, I'd be cool with that too. Yeah. That would be like a good statue too. Or like yeah. if they just ripped off Mount Rushmore and had those four guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Granted that would be an insult to their history to just have the modern history, but most modern fans, not Spurs fans, because Spurs fans know their team better than modern casual NBA fans. But most modern NBA casual fans associate those four with the Spurs. Um, and then obviously you throw in Kawhi there towards the end. But yeah. I think that run they went on through the early 2000s and the mid 2000s was even if you weren't an NBA fan, because I had kind of drifted away from the NBA during that time, you still were drawn to that game. It was a lot of great players playing together. Do you have any others, Austin? No. I uh, was doing some research on Popovich because I was just curious how long he's actually been coaching for the Spurs. Mm -hmm. was not a fan of San Antonio. 
for a long time. He has been coaching longer than I've been alive. Yes. Yeah. It's plus a few years. It's like I said, if anyone deserves a statue before, because again, if you're in a franchise that has Robinson and Duncan, you have to do something special to get statue priority before them. And I think yeah. Popovich has earned that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, those are some good lists. I, didn't do much preparing myself on that side of the topic. Um, just something I wanted to discuss because I'm really, there's a lot of players. Who do you think besides LeBron, besides Steph, besides Giannis, are there any players in the league right now that you think 100% will get a statue? Because even with Steph and Giannis, I'm not, convinced they would i think they're not worthy sold on Giannis. i'm sold on curry yeah yeah i guess curry is 100 like so curry and lebron are the locks almost yeah then like Giannis, Jokic, and bead there's a lot of players that could get there but i think you have to be a really special player to get the statue yeah. I'm not sure with the parody that's in the league right now as a fan of the ooh. parody. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. That reminds ooh. me. J.J. Redick did something on parody, and I forgot exactly what he said. He said something like, um, parody distorts reality, and it right. makes it so teams that no, deep down they should sell, won't, and instead will try to buy pieces to buy any used, like the Rafters as an example, or you know, teams the that are Pacers. on the fringe. Pacers as an example, yeah. No, that, so that came out today that um, executives around the league are expecting the Pacers to be buyers. Don't get me wrong, I am the biggest Pacers homer in the world. I am all about the SIRS. <laughs> ESPN ranked us as the 10 best team in the NBA right now. They're wrong. No. No. Wrong. This, is, this, is not, this is not the season to be trying to compete. That said, we're going all the way. It's happening. No, you're not. Cinderella story. Cinderella story. Benedict Matherin is the best player in the world. Proved it. Beat LeBron twice. I will see you in the playoffs. Did he beat him twice? Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get into the actual meat of the video, or video, podcast, yeah. uh, which is... It'll be on YouTube too, so... Like I said, we... It's... We waited until the comparisons made sense. We didn't just like click on one player and then do a random generator for another player. So we don't have like Cam Johnson versus Nikola Jokic. That wouldn't make sense. No. So we did a random generator for one player. We waited until we got a starter caliber player. And then we did another random generator until we got a similar player. Yep. 
and and one that we thought would either be interesting or not. I'm not sure we really knocked it out of the park in terms of the interesting category. We'll see. I I I think a couple of them, a couple of them are going to be really interesting discussions. I think a couple of them are really obvious. There might be some spicy takes. We'll see. And we are only comparing them for this season to date. So nothing about their playoff performance last year or their playoff performance five years ago. That's irrelevant. We're only talking about this season to date. Some players that might benefit a little bit because I'm looking at the list and there are a couple players who miss time at the start of the Some players are having their worst three-point shooting year, so, you know, I'm just saying. So they're at a point where they've played less games, so their numbers might be a little inflated. So we're going to try to be unbiased in that where we're understanding, like, if he's only played... 20 games compared to this player's 33, his numbers might be a little better because he's had less room for error or reverse that. You get the point. So, first one will be Darius Garland versus Trey Young. So, Angelo, do you want to open this up since Darius is one of your players? I'm going for Darius. I'm pulling up the stats on both right now. I want you to justify this right now. So I just don't so, know how you can here's here's my here's my argument. So first off, is mm-hmm. Trey Young the top guy in his offense? Is Darius Garland the top guy in his offense? No, No, some nights he is, though. He's a rub. He has been, to this point, A, a better three-point shooter, and B, better from the field. Now you can say that's with less volume. And that's fair. Darius Garland, what's that? Let me check that. Uh, let me uh, just go on. Keep okay. talking. I'm just checking something. Darius Garland, despite not being the top guy on his offense, ha- is contributing a higher win share to the Cavs than Trey Young is for the Hawks. And Trey Young is the top guy. So Darius Garland on the Cavs, not being the top guy, is contributing more to their winning than Trey Young is on the Hawks. That's. That was really the big crutch of what I was looking at. like Because there's no reason that Trey so, Young should not be higher in that stat to me. So can I interject here? Did you look at their yes, usage? Yes, and, and Trey's is a lot higher. It's not a lot higher. It's not a lot higher. Hold on. His usage percent is 33.7 this season. Darius Garland is 27.2, which is the second highest of his career. Okay, it is, but it's not. It's law of large numbers. Um, the purr is in Garland. The purr is not in Garland's Every trackable attribute. It's Young's, yeah. Or not Garland. As it should be. Every trackable metric whether, it's points, rebounds, metric, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, are in Young's favor. So why would you take Garland Be- over Young? Because of the unknown. This is Trey 
as the guy. I generally don't know, per se, what Darius Garland is going to look like as the guy. And I honestly, I don't think we're going to answer that question because I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be there while Darius Garland is there. I, I Just from what I've seen, Darius Garland has been more willing to take a step back and adjust with a superstar there. And I think that's honestly what Trey Young needs to do. I would love to see Trey Young in Darius Garland's exact role and see what happens. But I think, A, the win shares, and B, I think Darius Garland fits his role better than Trey Young is fitting his role. I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find... This is something I didn't think to look up before here. So... I, this might be something that I'm completely wrong about. So, completely wrong about. So, if someone wants to fact check it while I'm talking, um, um, since Trey Young is the since Trey Young is the yep. focal point of his offense, right, and he is the essentially essentially most important piece of that offense. Most important sure. piece of that offense. Yeah. Agree or disagree? Is Darius Garland the most important, Is Darius Garland the no. most important piece of his offense? Okay, so which player okay. do you so, think is drawing, which player do you think is drawing is the top Mitchell defender? Is it going to be Mitchell, Mitchell or is it going to be Garland? Right, so, right. so shouldn't Garland's numbers be even higher? Not necessarily. Considering Trey is basically facing double teams higher percentage than anyone at he least he was last year, I believe. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. Um, I haven't looked at this season yet, might be and that's what I was trying to look up. He's the most doubled player in the NBA. Um, and his stats blow Garland out, out of the water. Blow them out of the water in points, rebounds, and assists. Well, not in rebounds, and rebounds are actually pretty close. But he's averaging two rebounds more, or two assists more per game and like five and a half points more per game. It's just. It's just. I don't think you have. If you were to pick. I don't think you have. If you were to pick one of these players to build around, I don't think there's a bad choice in the slightest. They're both fantastic players. But if you want me to, but pick, if one you want right me to now, pick one I'm or the other Garland. right now, I'm going to Trey Young. I'm going to Trey Young. Austin, who, who you're going, going with? Austin. Who who are you going with? I've honestly been flipping back, I've and, forth. Been flipping back uh, and forth uh, between your two points. I did look up the most double teamed players, per, teamed it, it players per game. It is actually Garland. It is actually Garland. Whoa! Garland has an average possession double team per game of 25.4. Trey is 23.1. Whoa! That's... I'm completely wrong then. I'm so, shook. I did not expect that. I still am taking... I, I, I didn't either. I'm, I'm still not. taking Trey. But that is very impressive for Garland. Wow. I... But that also but that also must show how important player. Garland is to Mitchell's ability to like get one on ones and also you know be able to create his own shot and why he's having a great season so far this year. Mitchell is actually double teamed less than both. Mitchell is actually double teamed less than both of those players. I, well, yeah, if Garland's well, being doubled more, I, then I, he has to be doubled less. Yeah. 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 
I wonder what coaches are seeing that's leading to that because I haven't noticed. I know it's always Mitchell going off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a. That's something I'm going to have to start watching for. I didn't expect that at all. That's a very quiet double team if it's really there. Um, But, Austin, who are are you taking? Uh, You know, I think I'm going to side with Angela on this one. (laughs) Disappointing. I know it's it's nasty. I know it's it's nasty for me to even say, but I think I gotta go with Angelo. I think it's close. I don't. I think it's close. I don't think, like I said, there's a wrong answer. I just think that if you were to put, I just think that if you were to put competent players around Trey Young. Oh my God! No. So the same, so the same team he took an Eastern Conference Finals to, or a very similar team, is not support now. Is that what you're saying? They still have John Collins. He's still man. They added just John Tamer. You know what? Go on, go on, go on. Next point. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that there's not. Oh my God! I'm not gonna lie. It's been he's been really quiet this season. Like when he was on the Spurs, it was like every other night there was a highlight reel. I haven't noticed that this year. But you know why we haven't noticed that? Nathaniel McMillan. Nathaniel McMillan. Moving on. Because I'm now disappointed in Austin. I'm reconsidering. He's a piece permanent tonight. From now on, um, it's permanent. Paul George versus <laughs> Jimmy permanent. Butler. Paul George versus Jimmy Butler. This is a comparison that would have been a lot more fun when they were younger. This would have been a lot more fun when they were younger. Very. Um, very. I don't want to say similar players. I don't want to say similar players because Jimmy Butler can't shoot. They've always been known but as the two hey, best players in the league. Guess who's shooting better than uh, Trey Young this what? year from three? Yeah, it would be Jimmy Butler. So if Jimmy Butler can't shoot, then Trey Young can't shoot, right? This year, right? This year, this year, this year, okay. this year Trey cannot shoot. I, I, I never will deny that. This has been a horrible shooting year for Trey Young. Okay. You are absolutely right. Do you want okay. a cookie for me saying I, that? I'm it, just saying. I'm just saying. So, so, Jimmy Butler versus Paul George. Jimmy Butler versus Paul George. Jimmy Butler. Take it away. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Almost double the win shares. I will take Jimmy Butler. That's that's. Um, again, we're in disagreement. Um, we're in complete okay. disagreement because I'm taking. I'm taking. In, in today's NBA, in, in today's NBA, you live by the three, you die by the three. If your star player or one of your star players cannot shoot the three, or can't shoot it well. I'm not having it. Now, playoff Jimmy turns it up, and he's a different beast, sure, whatever. 
regular season Jimmy, regular season doesn't Jimmy just doesn't season. seem to care about the regular season. And yet somehow he is averaging more rebounds, averaging more assists, has a higher PER, and is contributing more to his team winning than Paul George. When he doesn't care. I'm just saying! You wanted to compare this season. This is what I'm doing. I'm not disagreeing with that. that. What I'm disagreeing with, I will talk about in just one second after... I finish looking it up because I want to confirm that I am correct on this. Okay, no, they're actually saying Never mind. Go on. I was going to compare their teams' records. But what does Paul George have that Jimmy Butler doesn't have? Well, no. A Kawhi. Well, no. A Kawhi. He has a team. I also Man! I, also I really wish I lived in your world where DeJounte Murray, John Collins, Bam Adebayo are bums. Man! Oh, no, no, no. Jimmy's gone to starting. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. Jimmy's gone to starting five. But, uh, starting four. But are you going to tell me that if you're building a team, if, if you're building a team, you want Dwayne Dedman on your team? He, he's one of your pieces that you the want bench coming is off the bench playing legitimate minutes. But but we're talking about Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Awful. That's what I'm saying. Right. One of these players has to put the backpack on. Right. One of these players has to put the backpack on more frequently, so their numbers are going to be a little bit more inflated. Um, remember Russ and OKC? Are you remember really? Are you really comparing? Are you really comparing Jimmy Russell Butler Westbrook? right now to Russell Westbrook? I'm just saying somebody has to. I'm just saying somebody has to get those rebounds. Somebody has to get those assists. That's all I'm saying. The team's... I'm taking Paul George. I'm taking Paul George. There's nothing you could say that could convince me not to. I think that... Paul George... I'm not building a team around him, but I'm not building a team around Jimmy Butler either. I want, I'm talking about who's going to be the Robin to whatever my Batman's going to be. Paul George fits that role better. Paul George fits that role better. Yeah. Got And... Paul George and Paul George is also like, is also like six ten. They've got him listed shorter on. They've got him listed got, shorter on Basketball can, Reference. I know, but I he believe he's actually six ten. He can guard yeah. two through three. He can guard two through four. Or two through four. He can guard two. He through actually four. weighs less than Jimmy Butler. Probably too. through five. And and who is the only player? That went toe to toe with LeBron in the playoffs. That like played the same. You mean position. Jimmy Butler's never played LeBron in the finals? You mean Jimmy Butler didn't do everything he can to try to win that game in overtime? Is that what you mean? Everything uh, did everything he could wow. except win. I love sticking to the current. Wow. That. Wow. What 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 do you got, Austin? Oh, I. Oh, I'm. I don't want to say because you're gonna kick. Me off. I don't want to say because you're gonna kick me off the show. Because he knows I'm right. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want? And you know yeah! I'm a Jimmy Butler hater. Jimmy Butler hater, but I, I think he's got it this year. Like, what are you arguing? Shooting, 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 shooting's just too important. I can't. Okay, I, okay, I can't. then why isn't? Darius Garland better than Trey Young! 
mean, I just, I mean, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't think your argument about Kawhi being how many games has Kawhi even played this year? No, 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 no. That talking about like the talent, talking about like the talent spread, the the talent dispersal on the talent dispersal on each of their teams because we brought up win shares and like effective per and all that, and that's correlated to that. So if you're the only person on your team that's going to be getting points or rebounds or assists or whatever, those numbers are going to be higher. I just, I'm taking, I just, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking, okay. Pandemic P. And you thought this was going to be boring. This was the boring section, people. This was supposed to be the boring section. This was supposed to be the boring section because looking at it, this was the only like the first two. I yeah, was like, this uh-huh. is easy. Like everyone's gonna pick these because this makes it. Like later on, like as I'm looking down the list, there's one more that I think there's one more that I think is going to be easy, and we're gonna that's the next one. And if we all don't pick the same one here. Which, knowing Angelo, actually, we're not going to. In fact, I know we're not going to. So we're going to get right to it. LeBron versus Kevin Durant. Go ahead, Angelo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Angelo. All right. All right. All right. Uh... It's Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, yes. Right? It's Kevin Durant, oh, yes. As much as I love LeBron, he's my goat. But the Lakers are not as successful. KD is averaging more points. He's averaging less rebounds and less assists. Higher field goal percentage, higher three-point, higher PER, higher win shares. It's it's KD. I can't, I can't say Jimmy Butler is obviously better than PG with all the same stats up and then... No, it's KD. And KD is is the driving force of that Brooklyn team. Even if LeBron has had to be the driving force the last few weeks with AD out, but it is KD this year. My answer, full disclosure, is KD, but I'm going to be devil's advocate. Here <laughs> and the reason is... The re- okay. let, me, let, me, let me give you okay. my reason. Okay. Between what, what is... What what Kevin does LeBron James have that Kevin Durant ability? doesn't have? No. What LeBron James, no. What LeBron James has oh my is a God. handicap. He has Russell Westbrook on Are his team. Are you giving team. him brownie points for Russell so Westbrook being on his team? Yes. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> this man has had to endure... This man has had to endure Russell Westbrook for now 31 games. 32 games. Something 31. games. All right. 31. I have a question for you. Did you see, obviously you watched that NBA Finals where J.R. Smith flummed the... I'm just going to say, I'm just going to have a hot take. Russell Westbrook is a better J.R. Smith. That's actually where I was going Smith. with that. Oh, he, he is the epitome of like... The J.R. Henney meme, that is Russell Westbrook. Also, I heard a rumor 
Also, I heard a rumor that J.R. Smith still has not put on. I was actually watching a short um, with J.R. Smith, <laughs> and um, he said something to the effect about that play specifically, the one where he, you know, dribbled it out when he thought they had the lead. Nothing he thought they were in the lead. Yeah. Um, apparently, after that play, LeBron went to the bench and was. Asking, did we have a timeout? Did we have a timeout? And no one wanted to answer him because the answer was yes. And <laughs> and, and he said at the end that um, you guys put that on me because no one wanted to take responsibility for that. I was like, there's some truth to that, but that was still pretty rough play, bro. <laughs> that was still... Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, Lakers so live by the three, Lakers the three. live by the three, die by the three. They're dying by the three. LeBron is handicapped because nobody on that team can shoot. And LeBron's best skill at this point in his career is his playmaking. He is probably the most high basketball IQ player in the NBA, and he can't fully utilize that without shooters. So I'm I'm joking by saying it's Russell Westbrook, but it's the Russell Westbrook effect. There's nobody there to shoot. LeBron can't be LeBron if he doesn't have quality players to pass to. In a vacuum, because again, I'm taking Kevin Durant. I'm just being devil's advocate here because otherwise this would be really boring. LeBron James is still the better player than Kevin Durant. He's not the better player? scorer. He's the better I don't know about but he's that. He's the better player. Just because of the defense fall off. I know Kevin Durant isn't the greatest defender right now, you know, at least not back when he was in the finals, but so, I'd still take good. So here's my question for you. Here's my question for you because we were just talking about this with Jimmy Butler. If the Lakers, by some miracle, make the playoffs and are actually. Playing well, and LeBron has not gassed. He's going to do whatever he to can to bench. get that team to the playoffs. I hope you know that. I know, but what I'm saying is, if he's I know, but what I'm saying is, if he's in the playoffs, is LeBron going to continue to play the same lackluster defense we've been seeing, or is he actually going to get down into his stance and try? Because I don't think the problem is LeBron can't play defense anymore. Like he, defense isn't something you just forget. I how think to play the or... answer lies with is AD there for that series, and is it because if he is, then he they could run plays where LeBron LeBron gets the ball, dribbles up, bounced past AD, AD works in the post, and LeBron you know stands on the wing or stands in the corner, and then he can try more on defense. So, so, you no so you don't think that no matter what, LeBron's coming to the end of his career, you don't think that if, regardless of if, if AD is there, there or not, he's not going to, no, he's not going to, if, if he's in the playoffs, he's not, no, he's going to give everything he has. he has. I just don't know if, I, I don't know. I don't know how much he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's an all time great defender. I don't know how much. He can give on defense now. I think he's still got it. I think he's still got it. You think he's just saving it? He's still the better You think he's just saving it? I think he's just saving it. I don't. I think he's just saving it. I don't think. So to be an all-time great, and LeBron is certainly an all-time great, you have to have a mentality that you have to be. 
exceptional, exceptional among exceptional. NBA players are among the greatest athletes in the world. You have to be better than all of them. And that is LeBron James. You have to have a mindset to always win, always be better always strive i don't think lebron has it i don't think lebron has it in him to get to the playoffs and not like for us not to see vintage like for us not to see vintage lebron like kobe's last game great example you're going out you know you know you're going out you know it's the end of your career why wouldn't you put why wouldn't you put everything you have into those games so so, I am taking Kevin Durant, but I don't think LeBron would be a bad choice. Because I do think LeBron is the better overall player, whether he still acts like it all the time, or if he's just embraced the regular season doesn't matter, and hopefully drag this team kicking and screaming into the playoffs, or hopefully they get him some help, because having LeBron be in the league, we've still got a couple. I'll bet whatever you want to bet. Left. The Lakers are not making a significant move. We will discuss that bet. We will discuss that bet. Okay. After the episode. Um, because as basketball fans, I'm hoping. Because as basketball fans, I'm hoping they're making a move, even if that move is trading LeBron. Because, again, being an NBA fan, whether you like LeBron or not, it's weird for LeBron to be in an NBA uniform and not in the playoffs. So that is that for Braun and KD. Austin, who you got? KD, no surprise. Yeah, that, that's the way that conversation just happened is how I expected the last three to go. Garland, I could see Angelo taking, but so next will be actually this one shouldn't be too difficult. I think we're all going to pick the same one, so probably do. I said it better be the one I'm Hmm. thinking. Go on. Uh, Mitchell and Levine. Yep. Uh, Mitchell and Levine. So, go ahead and go through through who you're picking um, and why. Um, I am probably picking the same player unless you're throwing no, curveball. there is no curveball with this. Donovan Mitchell is better than Zach Levine this this season in every way imaginable. If I if I'm correct, points, yep. Oh, rebounds, he's got them. Assists, yep. Field goal, yep. Three point, they're shooting the same. PER, yep. When she is, yeah, no. What's what's your argument? Mitchell is dead. It's over. I could see him in the play in, and then losing. I think honestly I, I don't so I I have this like recency bias type thing where I don't consider the play-in making the playoffs like if you are a play-in team in my eyes that's not I mean, one, a playoff team I mean one of them gets to be whether a you, like yeah well, I, I mean two of them be, become what? a playoff team so yeah two of them become a playoff team but I don't think making the play-in makes you a playoff team so I would say probably not for the Bulls because I could see them making the play-in. I don't see barring like we still have time yeah. for trades. I don't see this team making the actual no. playoffs. I discussed it in the last one. They did this kind of impromptuly to try to, you know, get 
hype around Chicago and see if they could build something around Levine. I think I think it's a lost cause. I'm sure they're going to continue to try this. So, you know, I don't, it, I say it's a lost cause. I, I wouldn't cause, say it's a lost cause. I. I don't know. I I have faith in Zach Levine to get swept in the playoffs. I don't think he would fit as the to get swept star? in the playoffs. To He's the, who's the best player in the Bulls. Okay, so you get exactly. swept in the playoffs. Congratulations. You lose the play-in game. Well, well, well. Deuced. Moving right along. So the next one I've got down the list is Chris Halliburton versus Lamelo. I wrote Bell. Really, I went into this, and I really, 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 really. I think the argument for the ball is he is a more versatile scorer, and he is more willing to score. And Tyrese is more of a. Here's the stats right now. As I click, 8.6 assists to Tyrese Halliburton. 20 points, 4 rebounds, 10. This is more facilitator. LaMelo is a scorer. If I was building a team around someone, it would probably be LaMelo. But Tyrese is having the better season. And. If I'm not mistaken, Lamelo's played half the games. Lamelo's hurt. If... Yeah, yeah Lamelo's one of the players. He's only played eighteen games. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lamelo's games. one of the players. He's only played, I think, eighteen games. Um, I think one thing that is interesting to me, and I, this is someone, this is coming from a Pacers fan. I am surprised to learn. Yes, that he's shooting better. Tyrese every is way, shooting better mistaken. from three than Lamelo. Um. He is shooting better in every way, but better from three I mean, look, is something that's more shocking. Tyrese is a forty percent career free um, three point shooter, I so is that really surprising? Go on. It shouldn't be, and that's kind of like it shouldn't be, and that's kind of like I think it's because he's such a quiet player. He is. Mm. We talked about. David Robinson when we were talking about the statues earlier and I think it's kind of that same thing like there's not a lot of the showboating so like you don't notice it there's not the Steph Curry shooting a three and while it's in the air you're already doing your sleeping celebration like because you know it's going in like Tyrese is just a quiet scorer he doesn't showboat a lot he's a very humble guy Um, so I, I think that's why I'm surprised to learn that because i've not noticed him i mean i have because for eight, had, baby. you and i have had the conversation about tyrese's shooting because you decided one night that when tyrese went oh for eight from three that that was tyrese um but i've always just imagined lamello he's a better scorer for sure 
a better or more efficient scorer, and that's not. I don't know. I don't know. I I think. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's I, easier I think for Tyrese to be efficient right when... Now. I mean, granted, um, Lamelo's only played 18 games, but I think it's easier for Tyrese to be efficient when you have Buddy Heald around you and you have Miles Turner yeah. around you. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best three-point shooters of all time. Um, I, I don't know. I'm taking Tyrese, but... We have to. But my argument I, is... I don't know. I'm taking Lamelo Tyrese, is a better scorer but, of the ball, and I look for that in a player... More than the playmaking generally, so, but for me it's the opposite. So if I was building a team, so for me it's the opposite. So if I was building a team, I would want the playmaker because you can build a decent team around them. I would almost say an elite passer is harder to find than a scorer because. Especially now, there's a lot of guys that can go get you 20. There's not a lot of guys that can get you 10-plus assists. So I I prioritize the floor general aspect of it. I think Tyrese is a better defender. This year. And he's a better shooter, apparently. Actually, what is? So... Oh, then yeah, he is. Lamelo's career is forty-two, thirty-seven, eighty-three. Yeah. So. Trying to think of an argument besides the fact that Lamelo is such an electric scorer. Trying to think of an argument besides the fact that Lamelo is such an electric scorer. But I can't see any reason I would take him over Tyrese, and maybe that's my Pacers bias, but. Even with his scoring, I think the fact that Tyrese is a positive defender and he seems to be a really good locker room guy this far in his career, which is shocking because he is super young still. That's who I would take. Austin, you've been quiet this round. Yeah, I think I'm just... You all are hitting all the points. I'm just following Angelo, it seems, but I'm going Halliburton as well. I mean, that's, to be fair, both of us in that time. Um, oh, this is going to get interesting at the end, then. Uh, okay. Do you think... Well, because I'm, I'm still looking at LaMelo here, and... How long, or do you think... How long, or do you think... The... Hornets. Like, when do you think is there a window? It's never an answer. Because right now, if I'm not mistaken, the only team worse than them in the league is the Houston Rockets. It's going to be gone. But the guy you're building your franchise around is there. He's going to be gone, so that's your I refuse to believe the son of LeVar Ball is just going to sit there, except Charlotte, and the team is terror. No, I refuse to believe that it is in that man's personality matrix to be like, yes, I'm going to be loyal to this team, even though we're trash. No. He seems the most so calm. I will say out of the Ball brothers, he seems, and Lamella, or 
uh, Lonzo has like really none of the brothers were anything like their father, but Lonzo was the yeah. most like yeah young socialite L.A. or bust player. Mm-hmm. Lamelo seems like going and playing in Europe like that really benefited him and his growth as a person because he, he seems does. like a really good dude. Um, and yeah, no, everything I've seen from him, he seems very respectful and mature. Um, and like when you look back at like the Chino Hills days, like when he had that big afro and like pointing at half court and then shooting like the trash talk, he doesn't do that at that level. Like he still yeah. is a trash talker, but I don't think if you're in the NBA today, you aren't. Um, but every interview, I mean, he seems, from an outsider's perspective, happy to be there. From personality matrixes be... I've seen from the father, yeah. I will give yeah. LaMelo a better shot of leaving than staying. If that team is trash, then it has been trash. So, hypothetically, they get Victor Wanyama so, this hypothetically, they get mm-hmm. Victor Wanyama this offseason, or even Scoot Henderson. Are your like prospects next year in your future probably not changing like, in the near future? In a few years, in a few seasons probably. Next year or the season after? Because if I am a point guard that's in the top yeah. tier of the NBA, and yeah, you give me a guy like that. Victor, I'm staying. I'll give you that because you you have the opportunity to build something special there. So, so. Uh, uh, I think they'll both be I'm debating between these two. And I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they will be. So I'm going to go with the one that I think will be less interesting. Yeah. You're wrong. You're the one who's been wrong wrong this whole episode. You've been wrong on everything. You're wrong. Go on. Taking else. I you're right. I was absolutely wrong on picking Donovan Mitchell. Um, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter then. So we're gonna go with. I think this one will be less interesting. Zion versus Jason Tatum. <laughs> go on, Angela. Oh man. Who are you taking? So, Jason Tatum is having an amazing year. In fact, when I looked at this, the first thing that shocked me was that Jason Tatum is actually averaging more rebounds a game than Zion. That really, really surprised me. I'm not going to lie. Zion also had more assists than Jason. That surprised me as well. Um, This one was actually really close. And I think I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Mainly for 31 points per game, 88 rebounds, four assists, 47% from the field, 35 from three, 24 PER, 5.5 win shares. When I did the research, I just want to make sure that 
It's 5.9 now. I think Jason Tatum is generally the better player. I think Jason Tatum's health is way more secure than Zion's. I think, in a weird way, I think Zion is kind of like Shaq, where Zion is the more dominant player for sure. But Jason is the guy I would want to build around, and I think he's having a better season. So I agree with you, actually. I am taking Tatum here. I said early in the season, and I don't think it was on the podcast. I think it was just in a conversation that Did you call I thought that Zion would be the points leader. I've so far been wrong about that, but there is time. Okay. Uh, I said that he was a dark. He was my dark horse for MVP. No. Um, yeah. He has not lived up to that. He's obviously having an exceptional year, and I'm not saying he's at no. any stretch of the imagination having a bad season. It's just Jason Tatum yeah. has been having an MVP season. I think one. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I think one of the players we're about to talk to next has Zion a much better is, case. But go ahead. I think both of the I think both of the players we're about to talk about have a much better case. Um, but I think yeah. he's up there. I think he would be my third vote if I was a voting person. Um, he's a better, I, I don't want to say a better defender, yeah. but a more 100%. versatile defender. Um, 100% on that more too. versatile scorer. It was shocking to me to see Zion actually um, ha- is having a better season from three than uh, Jason, but I'm sure that's also because Zion's taking buck naked threes yeah. and Jason's taking, you know, contested threes as well. But. Less. And like at the buzzer and yeah, it's from an outsider point of view, I don't watch and also just again, this is from an outsider point of view, I don't watch all the press conferences. Like I watch the games. I don't watch like all the press conferences or anything like that. But it seems like Tatum is more of a developed leader, which is saying something because he's on a team with Al Horford, who we know is a great leader. I don't see that on the floor as much from Zion. CJ McCollum has definitely. I don't see that on the floor as much from Zion. CJ McCollum has definitely been that role this year. And that's if I'm building around a star player. I want them to be the loudest voice in the room. I want them to be the guy that everyone else is turning to. Um, and Jason Tatum, he talks the talk and he walks the walk. He is, as you already said, his stats are across the board better than Zion's, except for, I think, and the efficiency stuff, but are slightly, yeah, they're slightly skewed. His, the advanced the advanced yeah. stats kind of skew towards Zion, but at the same time, Tatum is on the best team in the NBA. He has he's the best player on the best team in the NBA. So he's going to get not necessarily necessarily more look or less looks because he still is the guy on that team. He's going to be taking more shots. He's going to be having the ball in his hands more than anyone else. But the Celtics don't live or die on Jason Tatum. If Tatum's having a bad night, they've got other players they can turn to. I'm about to say that. Yes, Zion has Bi and CJ. Honestly, 
Herb Jones or Herb. The Celtics. Yeah, it, it's it's not a bad team. It's just the Celtics. Like, there's a lot of teams on or a lot of teams in this league where Jalen Brown would be the best player on that team. No. Do you disagree? You're, you're, okay, I was going to say. So, to be fair, there's a lot of players or teams in the league that where Brandon Ingram would be the best player on that team, but yeah, I think Jalen Brown's a better player. Um, so, I'm... My devil's advocate Brandon, argument G- against Williams Brandon Ingram for, for Jason Zion. Tatum. Yes, so... <laughs> For Zion over Tatum. Yes, so I don't have one. For Zion over Tatum. I don't have one. Because until this year. This so we haven't seen Zion until this year since twenty twenty. Yeah. He's already had injury issues this year. It's scary. He's already had injury issues this year. It's scary. It's I think he's when he's be, on the floor, he's one. Of I think the most he's going to be this generation's like what if Shaq he's get on the because floor. I I do like he is probably the most dom no not probably he is the most dominant player physically physically in the NBA right now and I think that physically you know, I think he could compete for titles especially with that team around him but I don't think he's going to play enough games and I don't he needs. He's at the. I hate to say this. And he's kind of like Kawhi, where he needs a team that is built to make the playoffs, regardless of if he plays or not, and then hope he's healthy in the playoffs, and then they make a run. Yeah, that's what I would also say. Yeah, that's what I would also say. Um, Austin, what's your thoughts? I'm Tatum all the way. But I'm also like a partial Celtics fan because of Jalen Brown. So yeah, I I, I I also I can watch the Celtics just to watch Brown. But he is one of my favorite players in the league right now. Yeah. His and I'm just worried about Zion's health. That's yeah, the, the what's health is me. the biggest drawback. Um, very sexy player. But when yeah. he's on the floor. Very sexy player. You know what else is sexy? Segways. So, so before I start, Doncic, since I'm Giannis starting Antetokounmpo. all of these, I have to ask you one question. Mm-hmm. How much did you struggle with this when you researched it? Mm-hmm. How many times did you flip? A lot. Okay. A lot. <laughs> all right. Little tiny things. Are you ready? I didn't flip once. It's Luka Doncic. Yes. It's Luka Doncic. 34 points per game, 8.9 rebounds, 8.7 assists, 50% from the field, 35% from three, 31.5 PR, and 7.5 win shares. This man is the reason the Dallas Mavericks win. Giannis, Giannis is having an impressive season. 
he is not having the same PER, and he is quite literally almost half the win shares. He is barely shooting above field goal percentage, above Luka, and he primarily works underneath the rim. He barely has more rebounds. Well, not barely, but 11.9 to, might as well call it 9 to 12. Three rebound difference. I didn't know Luka got that many rebounds. This man literally does everything for the Mavericks. And I think, and I think, and I and here I'll even do a hot He's take. A if you swap the players right now, the Dallas Mavericks would not be winning nearly as many games. Luca's offense is that pivotal to the <sighs> Dallas Mavericks. Giannis's defense, I I believe it one hundred percent. Giannis's defense, I I can't argue with that. Giannis is a better defender than Luca. Luca Luca's offense is that much better that this be season. Nice. This that, season, Luka's offense is that much better than Giannis's, and this man should walk away with MVP if he continues this. I don't care what so, anybody says. Let me ask you a question. Of these two players, do either of them Giannis have should. votes? Yes. For defensive player of the year, Giannis absolutely should. Giannis could arguably win it. My question to you, because this is what I flipped back and forth on, because yes, yep, Luca yep, statistically is hands down the pick, right? Is Luca's offense greater than this season? Yes, Luca and Giannis's defense. Yes, really, Ren, he needed a sixty-point triple double. For the Dallas Mavericks to beat the Knicks. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I'm telling you right now. I Even Absolutely. though I saw Giannis. And he's averaging 30 this year. I'm telling you. If this man was in Dallas. There would not be a soul outside of the paint. I am telling you. I'm telling you. Luka's the man. This year, Luka's the man. I just I don't I don't I don't have an easy time saying that because of the defensive gap because that is huge that is between all of the players that we've talked about tonight it's probably the gap between the two players defensive abilities this is the largest. This is the largest. And to be fair, to be no. like completely fair, they don't play the same position. Nope. They're nowhere near the same size. But the gap between all of their offenses is similar to this. Luke, who's the better playmaker, Luca or Giannis? Because, yes, we just talked. Who's the better three-point shooter, Luca or Giannis? Who's the better shot Luka. creator, Luca or Giannis? Luca, I don't think it is. That's Luca. That's debatable. Because they 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 create. So if we're going off the traditional definition of yes. shot creation, like breaking down your man, he just goes through. It's Luca. Yeah. Giannis doesn't do that. So we were talking just now yep. about 
Zion and how he's the most physically imposing. That's actually why I hesitated. I was thinking Giannis. I take too. that back because Giannis is that man. Yeah, so Giannis is the most physical player, physically dominant player. Um, he's going to get to the rim in a way that Luca wishes he could. So in terms of no shot creation shot is Luca attacking yes, the basket. Not shot creation, so what you're what you're describing sense, to me is not... finishing and attacking the basket. That's not creating a shot to me. That's just me. Uh, I, I think it's. If you are shooting the ball, that is a shot creation. That's all I'm saying. Um, but the gap isn't that big because look at their points per game. And this is with Giannis having yes. a better team around him because he does have a Chris Middleton. He does have a Drew Holiday. He does Brooke have Lopez a... Lopez is still there, yeah. Brooke Lopez is there. I think Brooke Lopez is there. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if he's healthy or not ever. Um so he has a better team around him. He's not called upon to do as much of the offensive load. So he has a better team around him. He's not called upon to do as much of the offensive load. But here's but the here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Unmatched. On ball, Giannis is not as good as people hype him up to be. I think Giannis is a much better team defender and like what LeBron used to do, which is rotating from a corner or a wing and contesting a shot that's getting laid up. I think as a team defender, Giannis is better. One-on-one, I don't... I don't... I'm just saying... So, fun stat defensive-wise, Luka is averaging twice as many steals as Giannis is. Well, yeah, but he's playing passing lanes. I know know he's playing different, but... Mm -hmm. So... Here's here's how I'm going to quantify this, Angelo. Yep. You get five votes, okay, for MVP. Does Giannis get one of those five? Does it's ranked choice voting. You mean like if I'm voting? Oh, if I'm picking five players? So does he get one of the five? Yep. Yes. You're, you're doing ranked choice voting one through five. Is he on that five? Okay. Yes. You get five votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Is Giannis on those five? Wait, am I muted? What's going on? Okay, yes. Yes, he does. Yeah, you were. Yep. So so he's getting a five for MVP, right? And he's getting top five for Defensive Player of the Year, right? Is Luka getting top five for Defensive Player of the Year? My point. I don't think if you, so. Thirty top thirty yeah, defensive not. players. You given one to Luca. And that's what I'm saying is top thirty. I think Luca is probably not. And that's what I'm saying is yes. And I think Luca is absolutely the MVP. And I'm picking Luca. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I'm I'm picking Luca, but it's it's the obvious choice. But I think offensively the gap. Is I don't think wide. the gap is that big. The gap defensively is wider. I think the gap defensively is wider. You can say that. I think that you have a guy... And that's my point. I think that you have a guy who is... Absolutely. Top percent defensive or offensively. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. The other guy's top 5% offensively. Top 10. Then you've got a guy who's top 1% defensively. And another guy who's maybe top 50% defensively. It's just, the gap isn't that big. And that's why... I'm surprised you didn't flip back and forth between these two. I know Luca is the right choice. But... I didn't. To not even consider I didn't. Giannis is a little... It's a little sus, bro. I truly believe that. If if, if you flipped... If you put Giannis also, I, on the I Mavericks, they're a lot worse off. <laughs> and I don't, think, I don't think Giannis is getting... Giannis's efficiency is going down. Giannis's scoring is going down because he's going to... I think he is. Absolutely not. No, oh, it's not. When they're packing Absolutely the paint? Absolutely not. His efficiency is going to be the same because that's... <laughs> the five serious. people on the other team! The Who is going to stop him? You think all five people are going to... And, like, you're not going to have quality NBA players to pass to. You think it's just going to be five people on Giannis I'm just, and Christian Woods going to forget just how saying, to score. I'm just saying they're throwing everything at Giannis if you, you put that. him on the Mavericks right now. And he's going to run right through them. Okay. okay. And he's going to run right through them because that's what Giannis does. But Luca is the right choice. Austin, go ahead. Tell us. I Tell us your pick. I'm going to patiently wait. Giannis? Kidding. No, it's Luca. It's always Luca. It's always been Luca. Always will be Luca. Yeah, I, I know. I don't remember if I said this in our last podcast. We were talking about Luca, but I think he is the best player in the NBA. I don't know. I think. I don't know. I still think it's Jokic right now. I think Luca will be. I think he, Luca absolutely will be. But Jokic is. I hate using the word basketball IQ, and I've used it twice in this episode now to talk about LeBron and now Jokic. I think Jokic is the closest thing to LeBron in terms of basketball IQ. Um, he just sees the game in a way that no one else does, and it's. I think it benefits him as a player more. I think skill set, Luca is absolutely number one, and I think that he's going to get there with the basketball IQ as he learns the game more. Because he still is young. Yes, he's played with men for a very long time because he played in the Euro Leagues. But there still is hiccups to his game, and that is scary to see that there are hiccups to his game. Once he's more poised, it's going to be um, fun as a basketball fan. Sad as any or as a fan of any team that Luca's not on. Because I think that... By the end of Luca's career, we could be discussing him as one of the all-time greats. And I think if he keeps the trajectory, I think if everyone sure. playing, yeah, it's. I don't think his personality is the same, but I think if someone's going to have a career similar to LeBron, it's going to be Luca. As far as like the team's bad, he leaves it, goes wins the championship, and then. I don't I don't think Luke is leaving. You just want every star player to leave so you can be like, look, everyone does it. I, LeBron did it. 
I am for player mobility. You want to justify the decision. I am not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. He can be for I don't think he is either. I'm just saying. I don't like, think a person like Lucas I wouldn't blame him anywhere. Just, I wouldn't. I don't blame players for leaving. I just, like I've said in a couple of our episodes now. Nope. I don't think the players own the owe the organizations anything. Unfortunately, sometimes the fan base the has fan to be bases, a casualty of I war. Think they do owe. That's something I think you and I are long agree with Angelo. That's something I think you and I are long agree with Angelo. I don't think we're ever going to agree on that. Just. It's. The fans are what pays for the game. Right. And the players are paid. And their contracts are only payable if the fans are giving the money. And the advertising wants to give the league money because the fans are watching. The only reason these people are paid as much as they are is it's supply and demand. It's how much marketability is there. And if you lose sight of that, if you think, oh, the fans are just a casualty, you've lost sight of why you're making money. So, like, LeBron was number one in jersey sales. He got a cut of that, and then he left. That's just... I just don't agree with it. I don't, like, there shouldn't be any rule that says you have to stay with a team. But, from a personality matrix as we're using that word tonight <laughs> I just don't think it should exist um, yeah but that is I think the end of the list yeah um, that went smoother than I thought it was going to go and more turbulent at the start like I thought the end was going to be more turbulent the start was going to be smooth no <laughs> No, but you just are you, wrong. You took the L on that. Just admit you took the L on that earlier. I will have the majority and someone that had the minority. We're gonna be out here having. Oh man, never mind. You know what I was gonna say though. You know what I was gonna say though. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I know where you're going with that. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, a few things that I missed on the news. Um, there's a three team trade discussed between the Jazz Suns and Hawks. Oh, that was a couple weeks ago. So, it fell apart. It was the Collins, Crowder, Vanderbilt, and Beasley trade. Mm-hmm. It fell apart because Utah asked for a first rounder as well. Um, Jordan Clarkson is currently not a trade candidate. That's not surprising. Oh boy. Rashawn Holmes is available on the trade market. That's some that I don't know. I I he's not making any money if I was a team like the Lakers, I would I would be interested in that. Um, so actually, I was looking up some news. There is the Jazz Hawks are 
reigniting discussions for John Collins for Malik <laughs> and Vanderbilt. Very like they're cutting out the middleman. Everything should start picking up over the coming weeks, and it's everything should start picking up over the coming weeks, and I think that the trade deadline is kind of like Christmas morning yeah. for sports fans. Um, yeah, I think sure. every trade line is. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. I'm. I typically would. When I used to really religiously follow the NHL, I would take off trade deadline day. I did that for MLB. I didn't ever do that for the NBA just because there weren't, there weren't as many deals. Um, But this year it seems like it could be a pretty busy year. There's a lot of buzz around the league right now. Nothing like set in stone yet, which is weird. I feel like by now we've normally had more um, concrete conversations. One thing. Concrete conversations. One thing. I this is just something funny that I saw on NBA Twitter earlier. Uh, they asked Eric Gordon, "What were the Rockets' improvements from the start of the season?" And this man. <laughs> and live mic just said, there's no improvement. <laughs> Eric Gordon is a national treasure. <laughs> it's going to be a sad day when Man, he's Houston gone. has broken this man. Is. <laughs> uh, he's been broken for a while. I am excited for him to retire just so there's enough... NBA or Pacer trade rumors. For whatever reason, it seems like everyone always thinks we want to trade for him. And he's a great player, good player. He's a good player, but. Hmm. Um. So. What else y'all got tonight? Anything? I go back. I don't care. Not to go back, but. Uh, Dallas Mavericks no longer interested in trade for Miles Turner. That's surprising. I'm either the Pacers were asking way too much, or they have someone else lined up because he, like, I've said for a while, I think he's the perfect big to pair with Luca. But um, the Pacers are all in this year. <laughs> yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> Team, eventually. Herb Simon is going to pass the torch to his son, and then we'll see something different instead of this perpetual mediocrity. Because there's no reason with the talent, the young talent that the Pacers have, that we should continue running on that treadmill. Um, rumors about Zach Levine to the Lakers. Zach Levine to the Lakers? I don't know. Yeah, would, uh, that's a interesting trade to think about. They would? No, you're not wrong. Because they would fit your third best player. LeBron's been needing a shooter. Give LeBron a shooter. I, I don't think LeBron wants to leave LeBron the Lakers, but I think that it's gotten to the point like it, he's just like, like, bro, come on. I don't know 
I don't know if LeBron wants to leave the Lakers or wants to stay, but I don't think LeBron is at the point in his career where he really... I don't think he cares about the name on the front of his jersey at all. I think the only reason he's still in L.A. is because it's where he wants to be. Like, he wants to be in Los Angeles, not necessarily on the Lakers, but who doesn't, right? Like, it's like 33 degrees outside right now. I would rather be in L.A. Um, But I think it goes back to LeBron has nothing left to prove. He's doing what's best for him, which is being in L.A., having his family in L.A., and then wherever his son gets drafted, if his son gets drafted, it's not a guarantee. Yeah, he's gonna go it's to that guarantee. team for a season and then hang his. So here's the, here's the question That's... because I've also been watching LeBron interviews and yeah. he seems mm-hmm. like dead set on getting a full year on the court with Bronny. Why do you think he is so determined and so set on that goal in particular? So if I. So if I, LeBron doesn't know or publicly hasn't revealed if he does know, because I can't imagine he doesn't know at this point who his father is. So I think there's a lot of he wants to be that really, 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 really involved father. And I think that's something that's important to him is being able to not just play basketball with his son, but play in the NBA with his son. Because who has done that? Yeah. But I don't think that's ever been the case. I know in hockey there's a few, but I don't think that's ever been the case in the NBA. And so it would be a first, it would be just a cool story, and it's something that because he's been away for so long. Because you can't you know, he because he's been away for so long. Because you can't really be an NBA player and yep. be there all the time. Because you're traveling for half the year. So, I looked it up. Hmm. Uh, Bill and Luke Walton. Bill played a season when Luke entered the NBA? Oh, really? Interesting. I did not know that. In the NHL, I think there was actually a point in time when a grandfather, father, and son all played in the NHL together at the same time. Let me make sure that's right. Hold on. Let me yeah, fact I'm check not... my fact check. I do know in the MLB, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. got to play on the same team and actually even had a father-son home run, like back-to-back home run. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on the same team. I believe it was the Seattle Mariners. So they played together? But hmm. that's my thought is just But that's that's my thought is just getting to do something like that with your son is LeBron's driving force behind that. Yep. Okay. Correction, it was not the Waltons. Okay. In the NBA? So has there ever been one? Uh, no. Yeah. Like yeah. So. No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, so 
father-son duos. That's just my take on it. And I think That's just Bronny my take on it. And away, I think if Bronny was a few years away, he, LeBron wouldn't be considering it. But since he still is able to play at an elite yeah. level, it just makes sense. I actually really hope that a team that's competing drafts him so that uh, LeBron guys, and Bronny can really experience like one good playoff run together. That would be nice. If it was like in, so, if it was like in Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell, Garius Garland, Evan Mobley, LeBron James, Jared Allen, Bronny, like that'd be amazing. I'm just saying that'd be amazing. So like, yeah, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't actively follow LeBron's sons, like in terms of their career development or whatever. Bronny's not, as of now, as far as I know, going to be a lottery pick. So it shouldn't be that hard to get him onto a contender and then get LeBron. Yeah, I'm about to say, Unless I think a team. A team I think there's like a small over. chance there might be a sweep. I don't think it's going to be a, like the 101, but I think there's a small chance there might be a mini sweepstakes for Bronny just to get LeBron in the building. Exactly. And yeah, because he's going to sell tickets no matter how he's playing, but. That's the thing is, Bronny yeah. is not no, LeBron. Bryce is closer to the frame. All. Like, Bryce is closer to LeBron. But. Either way, I'm excited for it. It'll be fun to watch when they finally get to the. Either way, I'm excited for it. It'll be fun to watch mm-hmm. when they finally get to the oh, for sure. stage together. It would be cool, but obvious tampering if, like, it would be. Cool, but obvious tampering if, like, LeBron got to be the one to go up on that the stage cool. to announce who was drafting Bronny. That would be really cool, but he would have to know beforehand and, like, it would be, like, rigged. So unless, like, Bronny has developed in a way that I don't know about or ends up being 101, that wouldn't be. Unless it was the Lakers pick. True. Or well, the Lakers taking it and Bronny being the that'd best be player so, available. Because... That'd be so tragic. Mm. But do you guys have anything else tonight? No, I think I'm no, good. I don't think so. Angela, you got anything else? All right, so that was fun. It was. It went a lot different than I thought it was going to go. But follow us on social media. We are on all social media platforms. No Reserve Radio. Um, it's going to be a lot more active. Angelo and I are going to be more invested in them. We have the ability to be more invested in them now, so we're going to make sure those are more up to date and you will have the ability to interact with us for whatever reason you would want to interact with us. I don't know why that was like a pot sweetener, but it was. Um, let us know what you want to see in the future or here in the future. Send us a question for the question of the day. Um, and just talk to us. We're bored. We don't do anything outside of work. So <laughs> interact with us. Uh, f- like, follow on all of the platforms you can possibly listen on. Get, leave us a rating if you want to do that. If you don't, that's fine. 
and we will see you next week. Same time.